Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether for good or for bad. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We're not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, I've just read from the New International Version of the Bible. It's an older edition because I don't like some of the revisions that have been made in the more recent uh, New International Bible. But I'm about to go back and make some comments, and I want to refer you back to the Passion Translation in various places. And so, in the NIV, in verse 1, it says, For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. And uh, the, the Passion words it this way. 
We are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents, we will still have a God-built home that no human hands have built, which will last forever in the heavenly realm. And so this God-built home, or this eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands, this is what we're living for. And uh, Paul compares our, our human bodies that our redeemed spirit is now dwelling within. He compares our human bodies to tents of flesh, these tents that we have surrounding us. It's interesting, the, uh, the analogy, that it's, it's housing the real us. The real us is inside of us. So mankind looks on our bodies. Uh, they see them aging. They see them uh, deteriorating from uh, the cradle toward the grave. There's a, a constant move toward deterioration. But inside, where our inner man is living for those heavenly homes that are awaiting us when we get to, uh, to be with the Lord, that God-built home that no human hands have, have made, um, Paul speaks of. And then Paul speaks about the uh, the promises of God, that even though we're in this tent now, we already have the promise of God that uh, he's guaranteeing us our future. In verse 5 in the NIV, it reads this way, Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. By the way, the NIV says the Spirit, but I added Holy Spirit because that's who he's talking about. And so it says the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. This idea of a down payment on eternity. The The writer of the Passion has a wonderful switch on this or a wonderful um, description of this in this verse, a wonderful paraphrase, if you will. He says he's given the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring as a guarantee. Now, I don't think the original language uses um, engagement ring per se, but the idea is nonetheless solid in that uh, you receive an engagement ring as a promise of the marriage to come. And we've received the Holy Spirit in this life as a promise of the fullness of new life to come. So the Holy Spirit is working in us, reminding our spirit that we belong to the Lord from the day we come into um, a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our inner man is redeemed and continues to be redeemed, and the flame of God burns continually in our hearts. Even though at times you may not feel it, that down payment of the Holy Spirit is within you, my friends, and is burning in your heart, awaiting our future heavenly home. In verse 9, I'm reading once again from the NIV, Paul says, So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. Now, who is this him? Of course, it's God. We make it our goal to please God, whether we are at home in the body, this tender of flesh, or away from it. And the Passion Translation says, So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. The, the um, King James says, by life or by death. Now, how many Christians do you know uh, that live with the perspective of whether we live or die, our passion is to please him? In other words, no matter what the, the outward circumstances are, even under the threat of death, our life's passion is to live our lives in a way that's pleasing for Jesus Christ. And so the, the body can be killed the body can be opposed, but the inner man is free in the Lord, and the love of the Lord compels us to witness to the truth of Jesus Christ living within us and His Holy Spirit given to us as a down payment on eternity. 
Verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. And so each person, Christian and non-Christian, will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus will be seated on his throne. Our lives will be openly revealed before the courts of heaven and uh, the men and the angels that gather there. And of course, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for those who know Christ, it'll be a judgment of rewards and degrees of rewards. For those who don't know Christ, it'll be a judgment that involves punishment and degrees of punishment. So those things that we're doing in the days of our flesh will be evaluated in the light of eternity. Even for Christians, don't kid yourselves, there are a number of passages that seem to indicate if you don't live for the Lord, you yourself will pass through the flames, but you'll arrive in eternity essentially empty-handed spiritually speaking, empty-handed. And so we want our lives to count. Uh, We want our lives to mean something for the Lord, and we want our, our passion for Christ to be pleasing to Him and to be fruitful. In verse 14, Paul has another observation. Verse 14 and 15, the NIV. For Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And He died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Now, this sounds a little bit convoluted, and again, I want to read from the Passion Translation, verse 14 and 15. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us, because we're absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him, so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. And to say all of that, Paul is saying this, that Jesus bought and paid for our lives, that our old life died with him when we received him as our Lord and Savior. We attached our old lives before Christ to the cross of Calvary and to the Savior, Jesus Christ. And now, in the new creations that we are, we're to live for him, poured out for him, and poured out for those around us. Verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And so, each of us in Jesus Christ has become an entirely new creation. The Lord didn't teach us a religion, The Lord didn't teach us how to behave better, although that comes with the package, behaving better. He's made us a new creation. We're not just dressing up the old nature. We actually have an entirely new nature imparted into our our inner man by the Holy Spirit of God. And we're to nurture that seed of the eternal as it grows and begins to have greater and greater influence on our entire lives. And so all that's related to the old order has vanished. It may not seem so, but it has. And everything is made fresh and new in Christ because God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. And now, friends, we have the ministry of reconciling others to God. Lord, I thank you that we are new creations in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I thank you, Lord, for the ministry of reconciliation that you have given us to bring others to you. Lord, this day, as my voice goes out, I pray that I would touch and inspire our friends that are listening, Lord, to be reminded 
that the Holy Spirit is given for a purpose, so that we might be witnesses of the one true Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.